Today's episode of One Shiny Podcast is brought to you by Cavo. Clean up your remote control clutter with Control Center by Cavo. Plug in your streamer, sound system, cable, satellite, or game console and control everything connected to your TV with one easy-to-use voice-controlled remote. Shop now and get 40% off Control Center with promo code SHINING. That's $59.95, 40% off regular pricing of $99.95. Hold on, let me... Yeah, that's right. It checks out. Uh, service plan is required. First 45 days free. Control Center is available at caavo.com and Best Buy Control Center by Cavo. One remote that does it all. We are also brought to you by theringer.com.com and the Ringer Podcast Network. Uh, folks, it is March Madness. March Madness is gearing up. It is almost time for the best time of the year. But after the NCAA tournament ends, you know what time it is, Tate? It is time for Game of Thrones. So uh, mm. I would like to plug our... Um, I don't know why I feel like we have we were kindred spirits with binge mode. I don't know what it is. I think we sort of did we launch at the same time? Did One Shining Pod and Binge Mode launch at the same time? What is it? Like there's just something about binge mode and us that I feel like we're kindred spirits. So uh I, I like to think of them as our sister podcast. We we cover we have literally no overlap in what we talk about whatsoever. Um <laughs> but 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 however, uh, it is a good podcast, so go check that out, especially if you're into Game of Thrones. And if you're not into Game of Thrones, uh, get into Game of Thrones. I would suggest you do that. That would be a good time. Or that Harry would, Potter, definitely... whatever one, either one, whichever one you want to be in the popular lexicon. I mm-hmm. guess if you like Lord of the Rings, you're probably going to be out on this. But if you like Harry Potter, you like Game of Thrones, you can get in on binge mode. Mallory Rubin, Jason Concepcion, and I'm, I, I, I lose all my dates and times with however many podcasts we have launched, but I'm pretty sure we launched around the same time. If I had to, if Probably, I had to go back yeah. through a timeline, if I, if I had to do a test right now, if I had to do a lie detector test, I would say, or about the same time. So Kindred Spirits did, is the right way to put it. Did we, did we launch Teed Up? At the, we were, Teed Up was before them. By the way, does Teed Up count as like, do we get to hang the Teed Up banners in the One Shiny Podcast gymnasium? How does that work? Is, is it like, like the Lakers claiming the Minneapolis titles or is it a new franchise that we we don't get the history with it i don't know it's confusing i think the i think uh, the history translates over just because we were forced into the new name you know it's kind of like the pelicans mm-hmm. and the hornets you know it's not we don't we okay. don't necessarily want to be the pelicans i guess but i guess we'll take it and then the hornets history now is with them but also not with them because it went back to charlotte but then they also have the bobcat i don't know it's all confusing we'll make, figure it out yeah one it, day. Makes we'll, it makes total yeah, sense it makes total sense yeah it makes total sense yeah it's a, it's a uh, great association great league I also want to plug the big picture of Sean Fantasy. Uh it is Oscar season. The Oscars are on Sunday. This is I am I am very ill prepared for the Oscars Tate. I, I try to watch all the Oscar nominees every year. Um and I've seen like two of them and I didn't really love I, I like the Star is Born okay. Um, but that was pretty much the only one that I was like, Yeah, this is good, I guess. I don't know. What so, was the uh, what was the other one you saw? Black Panther? Uh, yeah, I saw Black Panther, and I I don't think Black Panther should be nominated for Best Picture. That seems preposterous to me, but um, I'm not the movie expert, so uh, hey, whatever. It was, I, I it was a got, fun time. Titus, Titus, I just got an email. Uh, I, I think you got fired. We're fired. <laughs> We're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit, it's over. It I just said The Star is Born is my Oscar pick, though, so there we go. I'm, I'm back. <laughs> I'm rehired. You're back, baby. Uh Two other things, NBA. I, w- I wanted to plug also the, the the Ringer NBA show because our, our good friend KOC was uh, uh, who who appears on the NBA sh- the the Ringer NBA show often. With the, the mismatch with Chris Vernon is one of the little uh, arms wings, whatever you want to call it, of the NBA the Ringer NBA show. KOC was in Durham for the NC State Duke game. Uh, he was he was amongst the Cameron Crazies. Tate, your thoughts? Had probably fit in pretty well. <laughs> 
You know, I mean, <laughs> love oh, KOC. No. Oh no, hold on. What, what does that mean? Analytics, analytics. They love analytics. They do. So oh, they probably no. everyone was very excited to see KOC. And Kevin's like the nicest guy in the world. So he probably just you know ingratiated himself amongst the people. Mm. And of course, we both love KOC here. So uh, I, I'm sure you know one thing you got to have if you're in the Duke crowd is hair gel. And I know KOC has hair gel, so <laughs> I, I think it all worked out. <laughs> And he also didn't go to Duke, so it makes total sense for him to be a Duke fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, so check that out. We also uh, KOC and 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 uh, Charks and Danny Chow put up their their first big board on the Ringer.com, the NBA draft big board. And who boy is it a doozy? Uh, we we have some thoughts. We love those guys, but um, let's just say Jarrett Culver at number two, Jackson Hayes at number seven, and Grant Williams at number nine caught my attention. Um, but those guys are the draft experts, so they 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 did lay out their reasons. And uh, if you're if you're as confused as I was, go read what they had to say, and uh, maybe they'll win you over. So check all that stuff out. Um, we are going to talk about Zion Williamson in in honor of binge mode. So we've been doing like re we've been doing like in honor of rewatchables on this pod the last few times. How about this, Tate? We plug binge mode today. In honor of binge mode, we are going to binge on Zion Williamson for the ninth consecutive show. Um, your North Carolina Tar Heels beat Duke, but no one gives a shit. Well, no one knows that Carolina won the game because they haven't told us yet. They, they, we're still talking about what happened to Zion. I hope that uh, for all the people that did watch the game, they enjoyed it, and I, and I hope everyone that just watched SportsCenter uh, just put your put everything down. I'm back in North Carolina. I'm here to check on Zion. I'm basically Dr. James Andrewing uh, the situation at this point. He's fine. It's a grade one sprain. Coach K told us it was minor. It's minor. It's a minor injury. <laughs> even though he didn't even know, he just knew it was minor uh, going into that because he will not let this man sit out despite every single media report out, outlet in the world and reporter in the world wanting him to sit out the rest of the season to save himself. Coach K won't let it happen. I don't think Zion will let it happen. I can't wait to break it all down. It's great to be back home in North Carolina. Coming on a win, Tate. coming on a blowout, a full oh out blowout. God. You know what I mean? Blowing through the shoe as a nice uh, as a nice way to signal what was happening. And also, <laughs> if you really believe in conspiracies about all this sort of stuff, I don't think Zion wanted to play Carolina. You know, just too much love that he had for the school and the university and the people involved. Uh, it, it's going to be great to talk about. I'm so happy to be Kyle. here, Mark Titus. Kyle, can you edit this so like it like a, for the Oscars? It's like a like you're just playing Tate off during that whole speech. Yeah, play just, the music. Just like, put the music. Just start just start <laughs> yeah. playing Woody Durham in the middle of that rant. <laughs> I have my Drake moment. This is my Drake moment. All right, let's let's get into it, Tate. Keep it in your pants. We're gonna break it all down. But first, Woody Durham. All right, it is Thursday night. What? Wait, what? Tate, we're recording this on a Thursday night. Um, we had a little, we have a little scheduling hiccup tomorrow, uh, so we are getting out ahead of this. Uh, also, it helps that the only story that anybody gives a shit about in college basketball um, happened last night, and Zion Williamson busted his shoes. So I guess we don't really need to wait till Friday like we usually do. So we're recording this on on Thursday night. Uh, Michigan just beat Minnesota. Uh, they toned Minnesota at halftime. Congrats to Michigan. We're not really going to talk about Michigan. What we are going to talk about, Tate, is your North Carolina Tar Heels beat the number one ranked Duke Blue Devils in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Uh, but, but there is an asterisk next to the game. It does not count officially. I looked at the ACC standings. It did not count. Zion Williamson only played like 30 seconds. The game is null and void. I'm sorry. Luke May, all your efforts were for naught. 
I'm sorry it has to be this way, but that's that's how this works. 33 seconds into this game is all we get of the Zion Williams experience. And when you look at the crowd and you look at all the faces of all the people that came in to this game to go to Cameron Indoor to watch an experience, to spend $3,000 to mm-hmm. go to this game, to watch Zion Williams. That's why we came, you know, going into the game. It was so funny. So we have the ESP. I watched the ESPN feed. And here in North Carolina, we have the Raycom feed, which if you don't know Raycom Sports, that's what they show in North Carolina dating back for however long it's Tim Brando, Mike Jaminski. So they're doing the preview show and I'm watching it. And it's all about two guys going into this game, Zion Williamson, obviously on Duke uh, and Kobe white going on Carolina. Those are the two guys that everyone cares about. Neither one of those guys showed up in this game. Zion Williamson goes down with the injury, obviously 33 seconds in Kobe white has a pretty piss poor game. Three 14 from the field has six turnovers and, just looked mm-hmm. completely out of it. And I will give Trey Jones credit for that. Despite him not scoring, he did a great job on defense against Kobe White. But going into this one, uh, 33 seconds. Do you know who else went out at 33? And I don't and I don't want to make this <laughs> oh, biblical, God. but oh, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ himself. PFT uh, Commodore, is that you? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty much where we're at with the Zion experience. That's why it was too fitting. Uh, it was too perfect for it to be exactly 33 seconds and for him to do something so astounding as to bust through his shoe Uh, and then not only have like America realize that he bust through his shoe, but to have president Barack Obama be the meme, be the vine, be the reaction to say, uh, I I, I think he bust through a shoe. I'm I'm, uh, pretty sure he went through a shoe. Uh, and for that all to be like the setup for the scene, that's why you could believe in this being yet another film, yet another movie to the Duke experience. Zion goes mm-hmm. out to the bench. And then, you know, from there, uh, RJ after the game says that, you know, the team didn't know what was going to happen with Zion. We were still waiting to see. I saw on PTI today that their explanation was coach K should have called a timeout to let everyone know that Zion would not return. I don't know how I necessarily feel about that. I don't know if that would have changed things. I don't know if the team would have played better saying, you know, hey, Zion's not going to come back in this game. I just hate injuries. I hate when injuries actually lead to, uh, you know, like you said, an asterisk where now everyone's going to be in the situation where I don't know how much it means because, you know, Zion didn't even play in the game. But I will say this. Thank God North Carolina played at such a high level. Thank God that they played good defense. Thank God that they won this mm-hmm. game by the way, that, by how much they won it. Because had they lost to Duke without Zion, I would never have heard the end of this, just personally. And everyone here yeah. would have just been completely dejected. And I would have been here in North Carolina, in Chapel Hill this weekend, having to deal with all that. So as much as I hated to see Zion go down, and I think everyone feels the exact same way about that. You hate to see an injury. I'm happy it's not a severe injury. I'm happy that, uh, you know, the probably the worst person to take this loss was Nike. You know, just seeing a PG2 get ripped through like that. And I saw Paul George apologize. And how about Coach K? He's at Team USA when Paul George goes down. And then he's right here in Cameron Ooh. Indoor and Zion goes down. I don't know. Those are a little Ooh. one, two. I can't handle a uh, strike threes on the way. Um, but Mark Titus, just for you as like, a, as you, thank God we were watching this game together because then Zion would have had 45 yeah. and 50. Uh, but, well, don't, don't but worry. Just, don't worry, buddy. Uh, we, I, I'm coming to LA tomorrow and we are definitely going to be watching the, the rematch in Chapel Hill with the ACC title on the line. So uh, all you Duke fans, you have that to look forward to when the Titus curse strikes. <laughs> well, Zion's, strikes not, well Zion's not playing in that game, right? Because Jay that's Williams uh, and Boogie uh, Cousins and everyone else says he's got to sit out. Yeah. So that's good news. Jalen Brunson chimed in. Jalen Brunson. My, my favorite part of the... First of all, let, let me preface this because we're, we're probably... I mean, this discussion about Zion is eventually going to bleed over into uh, all of the, the other talking points that are dominating really the sports world right now. 
Um, I hate everyone. <laughs> That's my official stance <laughs> on this. It's like, like I'm so. I, I just if if you have an opinion on Zion Williamson in any way, shape, or form, I hate you, and that includes myself. I'm just like like everybody is. It's here's why Tate. It's like the the stars aligned so perfectly for this game. It's the the NBA was still on an All Star break. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure they did this on purpose with scheduling the Duke Carolina game. Um, so there's no NBA on, and there hasn't been any NBA on since Sunday. That was the All Star game, and then Wednesday night there's there still is no NBA games. Uh, we got Zion Williamson, who everyone knows all about. He's, he's he's a household name in all of basketball circles, not just college basketball. So all the NBA fans are tuning in. And they're like, we got to see who this guy is who's going to be the number one pick. All the college basketball fans are tuning in, obviously, because it's it's Carolina Duke. It's it's beyond just the rivalry itself. It's two uh, top ten teams, the number one team in the country, all that kind of stuff. So everyone is tuning in. Uh, you get the, the you get everyone's attention, and then with that, when Zion goes down, um, you now get everyone's opinion, and that is the bad part yes. about this: is that now all sorts of uninformed people are chiming in with their opinions, and they're all fucking idiots. And I'm saying this for I'm doing the thing where like I'm I'm the guy in the middle who's I'm not even saying that I have the answers. I'm just saying that like. <laughs> everybody's wrong. Everybody's so goddamn wrong that I don't even know where to start. Like the people that like, we're getting slavery comments again. We're getting like Zion should sit out again. We're getting the, uh, the, the indentured servitude, the, the whole slavery that people are bringing up. Like those tickets are sold for $2,500. Like you said, that, that the cheapest ticket was like $2,500, I think is what they're reporting last night. And that is solely because of Zion. It has nothing to do with the fact that like there were four other lottery picks on the floor with him or, <laughs> that it's fucking Carolina Duke and Cameron Indoor Stadium where there are 12 total seats, and that's every goddamn year those tickets go for an absurd amount of money. No, everyone, those tickets only were that high because Zion Williamson was in the building, but yet for some reason, every, every other game he plays doesn't demand that high of a ticket price. I don't know. Whatever. Um, That's where I'm at, Tate. I'm just, I'm very frustrated. I'm annoyed by everybody, and I'm not even saying that like in a condescending way where I'm smarter than everyone because the, the what I would say is I'm smart enough to know that I don't know shit about this, but just like the whole the referendum that has come from one busted shoe is 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 absolutely maddening. That's that's pretty much where I stand. It's just like the guy the guy was like you got some fucking five dollar shoe that was made in a sweatshop in Indonesia and it busts open and then now it's like the whole fucking basketball world is collapsing in on itself because. <laughs> some shitty shoe fell apart i'm confused man i'm I'm worked up i'm, I'm very very upset I'm wor- by all this oh. i'm happy that you're worked up and i'm happy that you're uh, you're upset by this because as i'm looking at it i mean first off when it when it originally when it happened in the moment and and i don't know if you felt the same way but when it first happened and i first saw i mean first off luke may's guarding him so as soon as mm-hmm. the first possession starts this is not what you want to see you get a Three-point shot uh, that goes in and out, and then Duke gets the rebound. Bolden gets the rebound. So as a Carolina fan, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to be getting offensive rebounds all night. They're just going to keep jacking threes. This is my nightmare. And then I'm looking over. I'm like, where's Zion? Where's Zion? Where's There's Zion. Who's on Zion? Oh, my God. Luke's on Zion. Um, What's going to happen here? This is going to be something. And he takes his first step. And as soon as I see the shoe go down, I thought it was his foot that went sideways. Mm. So to me... I was like, oh no. Like he a really just situation. Bro- yeah, exactly. Like he yeah. just completely broke his foot the other way. And and we just all witness it, however many people, like a Kevin Ware type situation. 
Because in my head, I'm thinking there's no way that it would have ripped through the shoe. And I do think there's a little bit of that with Zion because the way that he looked down at his foot was, you know, a, a moment of like, oh, my God. And then he was grabbing his knee as well on the on the backside of that. And I think he spooked himself. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen people go through shoes. I mean, I know everyone is talking about how crazy and amazing it is, the the pure force for him to rip through a shoe. And I agree. I think that is insane, especially because he was basically just dribbling the ball, taking a step. But, you know, Ginobili, I remember Ginobili's shoe one time ripped off in a playoff game. Uh, mm-hmm. And I had a high, I had high school. This happened. One of our guys on our team going up for a layup. He ripped through his shoe. Uh, granted, that was were, those. I think they were both Reeboks. I don't remember what Ginobili was wearing, but for it to be a Nike shoe and then like P- Puma's tweeting all this stuff, like should wear different shoes. Terry Rozier's tweeting that Zion, like maybe you should wear <laughs> Pumas uh, and and all this other stuff. And then you know we get all the you know the the joking coming from the NC State and Carolina fans that I see, where you know that I guess that's what happens when Nike steers you to a school they give you ill equipment yada 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 and you're getting all this sort of stuff and that's what you're talking about it then basically this one moment with zion which we should all be worried about him you know being injured and missing this big game this big moment instead we're, we're taking that and then just extrapolating that all the way as far as we could take it which is you know these guys like you said these guys are uh being misused and abused and they should be getting paid and just because ken griffey jr martha hunt and todd Gurley want to pay however much money to be at this game you know they should be giving that money directly to zion and we're not arguing against that we're just arguing the fact that this is still the duke carolina basketball game and that is the the centerpiece of this no matter how great zion is no matter how great right. kobe white is no matter how great marvin bagley is no matter how great anybody is in this series you still, I mean, the, the best two players for Carolina last night are guys that I never would have said that, but Seventh Woods and Garrison Brooks were probably two of the best players. I mean, outside the Cam Johnson, Luke May, as you expect to put the points up, but as far as impactful players in the series, that's how it always is in a Duke game, a Carolina game. Lee Melchione used to haunt me. It wasn't because Lee Melchione was the best player. It was because he did all the little stuff to annoy the hell out of you in this game. And that's sort of, the the game itself is so much bigger and I think that's an, uh, it honestly says something about the Zion impact that him going down in this game, despite it being a Duke Carolina game, despite no matter what people say it being a blowout, when Duke cut it to five, when it was 37, 32 at the end of the first half, I mean, I'm my pants because I'm like, here comes Duke. This is what, this is what's going to happen. This is, I already saw this story play out last week when we did the Jabruder film and, and broke it all down with Coach K. I could see the writing on the wall. Everything was going to happen. But as soon as the game, as soon as we even get to halftime, the look on Jay Williams and Seth Greenberg's face, is the face of just being completely dejected and out of it. Like Zion mm-hmm. took so many people out of this game that it's I, wild. I feel like we've all we've all gotten called up too much. Like it's almost unfair to Zion. I mean, I, I saw Trey, someone tweeted that I think it would have been Gary Parrish, friend of the program. Uh he tweeted about, you know, Trey Young maybe should have sat out. And Trey Young was like, I was a three-star nobody that no which is a little bit of exaggeration, but he was like, I decided to stay home and not play for the blue bloods. I couldn't, uh, there was no way I could do that, yada, yada, yada. And now Zion's going to be put in that position. And I just think we're all being unfair to Zion now because we're trying to make Zion, you know, to politically posture himself to fit whatever sort of agenda that we all have that has nothing to do with Duke and North Carolina or college basketball or really Zion at the heart of it. You know what I mean? This is why I'm so pissed off is because I I very much want players to get paid. I'm on that side. Yes. Um, Yes. But... But the people who are on that side, like all these, all these people that don't understand the system, what the NCAA actually is, and how to fix the system, um, they just they, they just step in and and scream from the top of their lungs and say it's bullshit and it's corrupt and all this. 
and they do a huge disservice. You start throwing out the slavery stuff and the the indentured servitude and how it and it just completely ruins the whole argument. And then I get put in a position where I'm defending the NCAA, and that's the last thing I want to do. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like Zion has now found himself in this position where like the it feels like the public at large wants him to take a stand, to take like a to, to be the guy who finally draw, plunges the dagger into the heart of the NCAA. You could do it, Zion. You could stand up and say. I, I am not standing for this anymore. I am not playing until I get paid. And all the people that are saying this, Tate, are, are so. this is why I'm so mad, dude, because like, you know what's going to happen if Zion does that? If he comes out in his press conference and he's like, this is bullshit. I, I, I'm going to be the number one pick. I almost got hurt because my shoot on a freak accident. I'm not standing for this anymore. I'm not going to play for free anymore. I demand to be paid before I come back or I'm not going to play in the NCAA tournament. You know what the NCAA is going to say? Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Bye, bitch. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, well, uh, like, you know what the hi- you know it, what the highlights editor at ESPN is going to say? Well, I guess I got to recut all these highlights and make RJ better yeah. the centerpiece. You know what I mean? That's uh, as unfortunate as it well, is. That's it's gonna it's Maurice Claret. You know what I mean? It's it's the same thing. Exactly. It's like how much value? What is the value? You're not a martyr to dude. do that. And not and to mention, unf- yeah, and it's unfair to Zion to put that on him yeah. to say you should do this. That's what I don't like. It's not fair. Can to I him. just that's, say this? That's too? not even who he is. Yeah. Can I just say this too? I think Zion, I think honest I'm I'm not even I'm not joking here. I honestly think Zion's shoe busting open last night made him ten to twenty million dollars extra. Because yeah. in my mind, this is how this is gonna play out, if the way I see it. Nike has to sign Zion. They they cannot like like Zion is a phenom you just said it. Like he he eclipsed a Carolina Duke game where where Duke is ranked number one in the country and a Carolina runs them off the floor. In any other world, like that is insane. That's all we're talking about is like, wow, look how good Carolina was. And Zion eclipsed that. He's he's that big. He's that big of a phenomenon. And you have the whole basketball world watching this game. You have a fucking president of the United States in the arena watching this game. Um, and yeah. his shoe explodes. This is obviously bad for Nike. As uh, as as Jay Will tweeted, Nike stock is down. We, we got to get Rosillo's <laughs> comments on this. We got to get Rosillo. We got to call him. <laughs> Kyle, please set that up. <laughs> the Nike stock is down 1.3%, which translates to 100 and what do you say? That's that's almost $3 billion they lost, all because of Zion, um, obviously. Uh, no, so everyone's watching this. In all seriousness, I think like this is a this is something people are going to remember. And Nike can't afford to have Puma or, or Under Armour or Adidas sign Zion, right? Like they have to sign them. So I think they're going to like... I'm not a business expert or ever, but in my mind, I'm like, if I'm a, if I'm working at Nike, I think you got to overpay that. Like whatever money you're going to give them, now you have to bump it up by twenty five million dollars and make sure you sign him because you cannot afford to lose a guy because your product failed on the biggest stage. That might have been. I, I don't know what the ratings were for that game last night, but I wouldn't be shocked if that was the highest rated basketball game, NBA or college, all year. That that would be number one it before was a- the NBA playoffs. It it was the highest rated basketball game all year, I'm pretty sure, and then it was the third yeah. highest rated Duke North Carolina game all time on ESPN. Well, there you go. Yeah, so you have that many eyeballs seeing your product fail on the the biggest star of the sport. I th- I think this is good for Zion, right? Does that make sense to you that he's like Nike's going to be like we have to keep this guy and just throw ungodly amounts of money, and then Adidas is going to be like, all right, if you're going to pay him that much, fuck that, we don't want to get in on that. I don't know. I have a friend at Nike who's a data scientist, and I texted her and asked about the Zion impact, and she said that was the best thing that could have happened to Zion. So you're 100 yeah. on it because a lot of the stuff with shoe deals, it's more of just having not only something to sell, but just like you know, people are like, I want to wear Zion shoes because I know they're not going to rip. You know what I mean? 
Like he probably will have like oh oh right. So, Dude, so, this will be good. Some for him. sort of new. It'll be some sort of new uh, science that they found to make sure right. that you know Zion can wear these shoes. And if you're a certain type of kid who you know, if you're a football player who plays basketball, you need these type of shoes because they're gonna have whatever. It's sort of like the LeBrons, you know what I mean? They have all those bands and grips and zips and all that sort of stuff on his shoes <laughs> to keep his feet as locked in as possible. You know what I mean? Well, hold like on if a you're second. One of those guys. <laughs> hold on a second. I who who said on this program last week that Duke is heading towards becoming a LeBron? School. Are the stars yes. aligning? Is it happening? Is this another it's step sign- in the right direction? <laughs> Kyle Guy told us they're all signing with Clutch. <laughs> so so here, it, <laughs> here, here it is. Here's the start of it all. The uh, the first I love shoe that, deal. Oh man, I, I love that the news. The the did you see the the Nikes? Uh, they're they're like three hundred fifty dollar self tying shoes. Also, are like bricks now. Like they they, they just don't work. <laughs> like that news broke like the exact same day that Zion's thing busted. That's hilarious. Stocks down, Tate. They lost three billion dollars. <laughs> Where's my Nike gone? That's where we're at. Can we talk a oh, little wait. bit about uh, I? I my favorite thing about this whole breakdown of what happened is again Zion has eclipsed uh, and become the main storyline, which I have no problem with because when he went down, I will tell you this. I, I know a lot of people think that it's you know that Carolina fans would be excited. The people I were watching with, we were not excited because. It, I wanted to play Zion and I wanted to see Zion in person in Cameron Indoor. And I will say, talk about return on investment. If you're Duke and you got Zion there to go to Durham for one year, it is kind of, you know, it, it's not it's not fun that the one year he is there, he doesn't get to play against Carolina in Cameron. And I hate that for him. Uh, mm-hmm. I hated last year that it's very mature Luke of May could. Yeah, I know. But I hated last year that Luke May couldn't play in Cameron Indoor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then guess what he did, Mark Titus? Uh, he came back to school. Oh, he And played. then he came back yeah. the next year, and he had 30, 30 and 15 uh, against the number one team in the nation, and the only other person that did that was Elvin Hayes. So uh, maybe there's a chance for Zion to come back next year and maybe make it happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he Unfinished has his business. moment next year. Yeah, yeah Carolina yeah. will be the number one team next year, and he has his 30 and 15. Maybe that'll work. Yeah. Uh, that's that's that my be- only pitch to to make this thing right. That's all I can think of. That would of. be so funny if Zion came back. Um, oh my god. <laughs> that would be that would be like people's heads would explode. <laughs> if Zion, there's no way Zion sits out, right, by the way. What what we know there's, about him and Yeah, yeah there's, there's no, no way. way. I think I think if RJ Barrett were the one to go down in this situation, I'm not saying that I know enough about RJ to say what he would do or what he would not do, but I'm saying that he seems to be the type of player that could be, you know, like he fits what I would say, okay, well, this guy is about him and he's willing to sit out and he has a lot of people telling me, telling him he should sit out. So therefore he will sit out. I don't think Zion is one of those guys. And I think he's just too competitive to sit out. You know what I mean? I I just don't think that works with his motor and MO because if you watch this basketball game, the only thing that I would take away, and I know a lot of people are saying Carolina won by 16. Zion averages 23. So if you split the difference, you know, Duke's going to win by seven with Zion on the floor. Okay, take that for what it is. I'm not talking about, well, Kobe White also averages what he averages, and he was terrible last night. But uh, leave all that be. The reason that Zion made an impact in that game last night and the reason that everything was different was because they have absolutely no protection at the rim without Zion Williamson. And they have no mm-hmm. threat of any protection at the rim without Zion Williamson. Marcus Bolden didn't want to be around the rim. He just wanted to say the, the free throw line. Marquise, yes, yes. I call him Marcus, but Marquise is what he goes Same. by, of course. 
He's, he's the new Trevon Duval. It's, it's Duval. It's Duval over again. Just tell me their names and I'll go from there. Uh, and, or then, and then we have we have this whole problem. Jack White and RJ Barrett guarding Luke May. That might be the biggest miss. Like that is <laughs> Jack Jack White guarding Luke May is the mismatch equivalent of Luke May guarding Zion Williamson. You know what I mean? Like that just uh-huh. made absolutely no sense to me and i can't believe coach k sat on his hands and twiddled his thumbs while all this was playing out in front of him and i say that that happened because he was just as stunned as zion was when the injury happened you know what i mean like coach k he set this whole thing up for this was a red carpet rollout of blowing out carolina i'm gonna get obama in here i'm gonna get models in here i'm gonna get the riches of the rich in here i'm gonna blow these effers out in Cameron Indoor in front of everybody with Zion, my number one icon in the world, just showing out for everybody. It was all set up for that. So that's why when, after the game, when he goes up to Roy and he in and all Roy was saying to him was like, I hope Zion's okay. And he just completely snubs him and keeps walking by like, you know, pure class, of course, uh, mm-hmm. as, as always, Coach K. Blow by. Uh, yeah. Blow by. I mean, just completely. And, and Roy gives him a little smirk like, you you know, good. <laughs> Daggum it. Come on. Uh, you know, <laughs> show, show some respect. Uh, and, and that all plays out and then it's done. And then and then I have to, like, take a se- step back because I understand where K is coming from because this was the game. This was the this was like the they they put a DVD set out of like the Zion game against Carolina. You know what I mean? At Cameron Indoor. Uh-huh. It was all set up for that. And then for him to go out 33 seconds in, uh, it just, it, it was, uh, I, I still can't believe it happened. Honestly, I, I haven't, I, I don't believe it. And I watched it and therefore it counts. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. I, um, I'm, I'm very upset that, that, that became, that this is that, that one shoe falling apart has, I mean, the whole basket, like the NBA, did you see that the NBA proposed today officially to now lower the draft age? <laughs> Yeah, the Zion rule. Like, this, They're going to lower it from this, 19 to 18 just because of this. Yes. This is unbelievable. It's it's like it's 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 staggering and it's that that's why I'm just so burnt out, man. And I don't I don't even mean to come across. I know a lot of people are, are rolling their eyes and it sounds like uh, people think I hate the NBA and I'm I'm a co- it, I I like the NBA fine. I I I you know, it's it has nothing to do with that. Like I said, I I want players to be paid. I think there are people that are idiots that like if you think that that the NCAA is not corrupt and not um, you know that that there's no problems with the system whatsoever. You're all. I, I also don't like your opinions. I, I, it's just like I'm so burnt out on everything, dude. That's re- that's really it. It's just I don't know. But but my 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 takeaway is that I want to drive home to people that if you're just tuning in for the first time, because I feel like you and I have had the same conversation seven thousand times. The NCAA cannot pay athletes salaries. It 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 literally cannot happen. It will not happen. It will never ever happen because it. it it, it, it it's like asking the Catholic Church to accept Scientology's beliefs. It is <laughs> like you have this you have this entity that's been around forever and ever. And not only is what you're proposing does it go against their core beliefs, it is literally the exact opposite of why they exist. <laughs> it's the it's it is the antithesis of their. Of it's what literally the do. exact opposite. Yeah. So like this idea of like if we if we send enough tweets and and we get Zion to sit out the NCAA tournament, maybe the NCAA will start giving players salaries. You're wrong. You're very, very wrong. That is that will literally never happen. The only way any players are ever going to get salaries is if the if the schools themselves find an alternative to the NCAA. They branch apart from the NCAA. They start their own organization, and it's and then that new organization, the NCAA, the new NCAA, allows players to get paid. And what you're asking there is like, 
my God, the, the, the momentum that you need to build to make that happen is like, good luck with that. Get the, get the slow wheels of, of government turning on that one. That's going to take forever. Um, so really the, the only logical thing is players being able to profit off their own likeness, which I think is eventually what could potentially happen. Um, but no one wants to get to that level. Like no one, no one wants to, th- th- this is why I'm so frustrated with this because we have this, everyone has the same discussions. Like everyone has their same opinions and something like this happens that triggers the discussion and everyone just yells. And I guess this is probably, God, I'm getting worked up. Uh, this probably is, <laughs> is just how America operates at large. This is just America. This is politics on social media, I guess. Um, but it's, it's like everyone just has their opinions and, and no one actually wants to, work towards finding the solution you just want to like keep yelling and it's very annoying because we're going to be right back here i mean it just i I just encourage everybody take take a deep breath look at like what the situation actually is this is the the ncaa does not is not the one who instituted the one and done rule this is an nba rule they're trying they looks like they're trying to fix it uh i we still don't know if that's going to pass by the way now it has to go to the players association who uh you you're gonna you're asking basically all these these lower level nba guys to give up their jobs for high school kids for much cheaper, you know? So I, you know, there may be a chance that the players association doesn't want to do this anyway. All the stars are going to say they support it, but then behind closed doors, they're like, shit, that means we're going to have to get these bums that are these 40 year old bums that are making a ton of money on the end of these benches, get them out of there so you can draft some 18 year olds. Um, I don't know, man. That's uh, that's, that's, that's where I stand on everything. I'm just really, I'm, I'm really just pissed off that like we're back at, we're back here. We're we're doing the same. I'm making the same points, and and it's all because of a shoe. It's one shoe that exploded in what should have been the biggest game of college basketball all year. And I'm talking about. I'm I'm trying to explain to people why the NCAA is not why Mark Emmer isn't going to read your tweet and be like, oh, that's a good point. I never thought about it that way. <laughs> but don't you think it? Don't you think it's interesting that if there was any sort of catalyst to push the one and done down to the 18 year old where you can just come straight out, pull the Garnett pull, you know what we did before uh, all this sort of stuff started in 2005, 2006, whenever it was. Uh, I do think that Zion, like you just said, I mean, Sunday night is the all-star game. And then all of these people, including former president Obama, they're all watching this game. They're all basketball fans. And they all kind of pick and choose when they want to pop in on these sort of conversations. And Zion is a big enough of a of a mm-hmm. bubble for them to sort of just be like, "Oh, I can be a part of this." Everyone knows Zion. Everyone knows who that is. Everyone gets how talented he is and how much he means to the game of basketball. So let me dip my toes in here and say something. I think that the NBA, a, a league that is very reactionary to uh, public discourse, I think is the nicest way to say that. But they react to you know, what people are saying on the internet and Reddit and all these sort of things, which I mean, give and take with that, you can be nimble, but you can also be stupid and led astray by people yelling at each other. But you know, it is mm-hmm. what it is, but I could totally see, uh, them taking this situation with Zion and making a change specifically because of Zion, because I think the NBA is trying to curry their best favor with someone they believe to be a future star in their league. You know what I mean? Zion is being treated in the same way as a young LeBron where, you know, we, we want to, you know, bring you in and we want to make you a star in this league. And we want to show that we are on your side. So if Zion is, is the reason that this thing does get changed and everyone remembers that, you know, it was the one and done until Zion, you know, then it was off. Uh, I think that that, that may be some sort of bigger legacy that the NBA would be willing to, 
to uh, actually enact uh, amongst everyone else because it's like it's an easy sell. Like the the pitch for that is so easy to say, hey, we made this change because we saw Zion go down in this major game Mm -hmm. against North Carolina and Duke. And we do think that these kids should have some sort of ability to make money. And granted, we can't do anything about the NCAA model. We can't offer these high school kids like Zion a chance to come straight to our league. And everyone, and then all they do is get lauded by every single other person in the world that is yelling right now that they need to pay these kids. Right. And then the, I, you know who else is happy about that? The NCAA, because then now they yeah, can exactly. just continue doing what they're doing. I mean, that's, I could totally see this being the moment, uh, the watershed moment, as they would say. Like Zion, Zion goes down. This happens on such a big stage. Everyone is watching. Uh, and they decide to make a, an actual change, but they just, they just flipped over a bunch of those, uh, NBA PA guys like LeBron's not the vice president anymore. I think Iguodala took his spot. Iguodala is the vice president. Uh, Bismack Biombo just got, I think he just got bumped up to something else. Like, I don't know exactly what it is. So as far as, you know, the actual players that are, that are making the decisions on the board there. They're, they just flipped over too. So if you get mm-hmm. a whole bunch of new guys that point. just got powerful roles, and you have this moment and you have Adam Silver get a little bit of pushback from people. Maybe they, maybe they go for it. Maybe they say, Hey, this is, this is, this is our thing that we're going to do. And, and then it's all about Zion again, because, because that's really, that's really what I've learned. And I'd made the joke about the comments with, you know, but what did Zion have for lunch? I mean, as much as you can say, whatever, everything still is coming back to Zion in every single conversation about basketball at this point, which says a lot yeah. about, how much we all respect and revere the way that he plays the game of basketball, which I, I find flattering because I think Zion plays the game the right way. And we should, we should be impressed and proud of someone like that. And even when he went down the way he handled it all, I think that that's why there's no way he's going to sit out. So maybe you have to make a rule if you're the NBA to sort of uh, deal with this on your own terms, uh, instead of letting Zion be the one that goes out and be the martyr. I would love for him to sit out though. That'd be great. I want, I want, he could be, maybe his destiny needs to be the Michael Porter situation that, that you and I talked about not too long ago. <laughs> yes. Where yes. He sits out to preserve his draft stock. Then he goes to the league. He, he gets drafted number one, signs his rookie deal, and he sits out because he doesn't want to get hurt during <laughs> his rookie deal to jeopardize his max contract that he's going to sign after his rookie deal. Then he signs a max contract after his rookie deal, and he sits out because he wants to demand a trade to a, a contender <laughs> that's on one of the coasts. To the Lakers, and then, yeah. Yeah, to the Lakers. <laughs> he demands a trade to the Lakers. Uh, and then he signs with the Lakers, and he sits out until the Lakers build a contender around him. He's not going to jeopardize. Like, why Why would I put my body on the line for the five seed in the West? I'm not going to do that. And then eventually the Lakers build a contender, and when Zion's 29 years old and he has $197 million in the bank, that's when he plays his first NBA game. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like fat that, out of shape. Dream. He's like eating. Yeah. <laughs> he's been eating ceviche on the bench and drinking wine for the past six years. <laughs> that's the that's the future of basketball, dude. Is just everybody sitting out. Everyone has a reason to sit out. They're protect. Everyone's just like in bubble wrap, and and all we get is just like you get shots of these guys walking into the arena and their whatever their fashion <laughs> stuff is, and and you get their 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 teams are tweeting or putting their pictures on Instagram, and they're saying like, "Damn, look at this guy's drip." And then everyone's liking it, and 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 that's all the NBA is. And then it's like people tweeting fake trades, and it's like, woo, what if we move these guys around? And then no one ever actually notices that no games are ever being played because all the guys are sitting out. <laughs> they all just—it's all sim. They just send the games. They all just yeah. get on two K and just send the games. Like, oh, Cavs won tonight. Um, nice win. 
<laughs> to recap, I'm going to say it one more time. I'm on. I'm on. Er, listen, if you're mad at me for for any rant I went on, I'm probably on your side. I'm just saying we got to be smarter about this. If we're gonna get, if we're gonna get change to happen, um, it, like don't be the guy who's yelling at the NCAA that these kids are forced to go to to play college basketball because it's it's the NBA's rule. And then what people say, I, I've seen this conversation like countless times on Twitter, just in, even in the last 24 hours, where it's like. This is bullshit that these guys have to go to college. The NCAA is cancer. And then someone will reply, you realize that's the NBA's rule. And then someone, then the first guy would be like, yeah, I mean, I know it's the NBA's rule, but still, the point still stands. And to that, I say, the point does not stand. When, when, you're, when you're throwing out just illogical, you know, stuff that's not factual whatsoever, you, you, you destroy your whole argument. And the NCAA, what, what happens then is the NCAA can sit there. They don't have to take your argument seriously. They don't have to take that point of view seriously if everything you're throwing at them is wrong and not factual and and just coming from a place of emotion where you're tweeting in all caps on Twitter. Um, the NCAA <laughs> does not have to take that seriously. What they have to take seriously is when you're rational and you're like, hmm, let's think about it this way. Zion brings in this much money. Uh, this is the, you know, he, instead of saying uh, Nike stock went down and they lost $3 billion, pay Zion Williamson $3 billion, Nike, now, or it's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. It's like, calm down. Cut the check. What the fuck is going on? Cut the check. <laughs> what is happening? I don't understand it. So, um, anyway, uh, I, I, Zion's not going to sit out. I, I would, I would be very disappointed. I'm not even saying that as like an old man. And, and I know that, that, uh, I know how it sounds. If I, I I'm an old crusty old man that says I'd be disappointed, but I would be I would be disappointed in him only because like that's his whole brand right now is like how fiery of a competitor he is. He he genuinely seems to love his teammates as well. Like he he this is not a Ben Simmons situation. Um, this is the exact opposite actually. Like Zion even came out. It's funny because didn't he come out this week and say I would have gone to college even if I could have gone pro, which a lot of guys have said. But um, you know if, if he's faced with the decision, he probably still goes pro. But the fact that he's even feels the need to say that. Uh, I, w- I would be I, I would legitimately be shocked if he is fully healthy and decides to sit out. I, I truly would be shocked. And I don't even think it's because I'm naive. I think it's because that's just who Zion is. You're in agreement, right? I, we can move on. I'm in a hundred I'm in a hundred percent agreement. And I will one last point on this. If he sits out, then that means some company, and I'm not gonna say that I know exactly what agency or company is talking mm. to Zion, but if he sits out, then that means that Clutch Sports or Rock Nation Sports or Insert Sports Agency has advised him to sit out because they think that they can get him whatever amount of money if he does sit out, regardless if he sits out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's just like the one thing to keep an eye on, uh, which is my favorite Let's, thing uh, to say, because the, the internet hates when you say to keep an eye on things because you have two yeah. eyes. So they, people want you to keep both your eyes on mm-hmm. it. So I, I only keep monitor. one eye on it. Yeah. Well, monitor, monitor the, the situation. situation. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Let's talk about the game a little bit. I know we kind of have. We've been dipping in and out. Um, I want to spend like five five minutes talking about the actual game. Uh, how you feel as a Carolina fan, and not mention Zion's name once whatsoever because he most most did not play most of this game. So, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about the game. There's some other stuff we probably need to touch on in the college basketball world as well. Uh, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back and hit all that. All right, before we get back and talk about actual basketball, we got to get a word from our sponsor, Bud Light. Did you know not all alcohol products are required to list their ingredients? That was news to us here at One Shining Podcast, that's for sure. But Bud Light is changing the game. They believe that we deserve to know our beer's ingredients, so they put an ingredients label right on their packaging. Bud Light, brewed with hops, barley, water, and rice. No corn syrup. That's the thing. No corn syrup. No preservatives and no artificial flavors. Find out what ingredients are in your beer. 
Bud Light. Enjoy responsibly. AB, Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Back to the podcast. And we're back, and we continue on One Shining Podcast, uh, completely I have one more thought on Zion. I wanted to yeah. talk about really. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do feel like that is what we're, where we're at. I mean, I can't watch anything without it all coming back to Zion. But I, but we do have to talk about the game. Honestly, I thought you, had, I thought you had an actual point, and I was like, holy hell, there's no way we can talk about <laughs> basketball on the show anymore. Um, <laughs> If I told you before this game, Mark Titus, if I just read to you and I said North Carolina was going to miss 18 of their first 23 pointers, mm-hmm. right? That is the lowest, the, I mean, school history, they haven't ever done that. It was 5.6%. Uh, Kobe White's going to have as many, double the amount of turnovers as he has field goals in this game. Uh, and I don't say anything about Zion Williamson to you. You just you just take those stats going into it. I would say North Carolina loses by... 25 30 points something like even, that even if you told me zion was out i would still think carolina would lose that's what's like it, it, that's what's crazy about the 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 discussion about how this game doesn't count and how duke's a different team and and on and on they they beat florida state at florida state without zion in the whole second half they they like this is a team this isn't i mean my god what what, what are we what are we doing here they they have two top 5 picks they had they had the number 1 recruiting class in the country before zion even committed and added to that, um, and and that was like kind of when we go back and we and, and you revisit with our our reaction to the Zion pod when he committed to Duke and and all that stuff, all, all the criticisms that that we've had about K that are actually based in reality and aren't you uh, connecting the dots with your Jesus and Satan <laughs> whatever shit. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. All the all the criticisms are that Duke that it, it's just baffling to both of us. Uh, it, all jokes aside, that K has arrived at this point in his career where he's not the he's kind of not in charge of his own ship. It's wild that that one play like at any point in time, if you said that like one player would go down. And Duke had the number one team in the country. They lose one player, and they're completely doomed. What? How is that pot? Like you said, K has has two top five picks and another guy who might be a lottery pick and Trey Jones, depending on whether he can figure out how to score the basketball. Um, that he would he might have three lottery picks. Certainly has two top five picks, three first round picks, and he can't he can't he's just hopeless. It's just like well, I guess Zion's out, so I'm just gonna shrug my shoulders and I don't really know what to do. I guess it's. Like what? How? How? What? I'm sorry. What? It's very confusing. It really, it really, truly is. And I'm not even trying to be a Duke hater with that. It's like I, I get that Zion is unbelievable. He's going to win National Player of the Year. It should be unanimous. Um, he's by far the best player in the country, in my opinion. Uh, devastating loss, no question about it. But I, I don't know. I think Coach K in 2001, if he loses Jay Williams or Shane Battier, one of those two guys, I think he goes. All right, well, we're still loaded as shit and we're gonna go win this game. So whatever. And it sucks that he's out, but we are Duke and we are loaded and we have a ton of talent and I am Coach K and there's nothing they can do about that and we are going to win. And unless we run into the buzzsaw that is the O two Indiana team in the Sweet Sixteen. If 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 Shane Battier went down with an injury in two thousand one, Coach K would go, Jason, Jason, come here, come here. He's weak. <laughs> He's weak. Come here. He's weak. Win. Win. Like, he would not care at all. And that right. is why, like, it, it would be like an, an afterthought. And he wouldn't even bring him up in the postgame. 
you know, he would just, he was like, he's, he's Nolan Void to us. I'll let you know later on if I want to talk to about him, but he let all of us down by getting injured. That would be his, the way that he viewed the whole situation. You know what I mean? And that's why mm-hmm. I found it. That's how I know that the Zion injury was so impactful to him because the first thing that he said at a press conference and, you know, a lot of people were saying, well, I can't believe, of course, you know, he doesn't even bring up Carolina. He just, you know, talks about the injury to Zion. But the fact that that's the first thing on his mind and, and to say that is, you know, that pretty much and, and granted, I mean, we know how important Zion is. We just talked about it for 40 minutes. But for him to bring that up first, that's the first thing, you know, that he wants to talk about is Zion going down and how his team had to react. And it's the first question that they asked RJ about. Uh, you know, that, that pretty much says everything about them. The, the thing that really shocked me was that he never, I mean, Carolina had 30, however many points in the paint, more than they've given up all season. And they did that in the first half, ended up with 64, 62, something like that points in the paint. And they weren't making anything from the outside. Like I said, eight missed 18 of 23 pointers. The fact that Kay mm-hmm. wasn't trying to put anybody in to just say, Hey, Delorier all you're doing is just making sure that if they get down to the basket, you're fouling the hell out of them. I mean, you're not mm-hmm. no easy layups. You know, the, the, the fact that there was none of those classic Duke adjustments where coach K Old would Biggie, say something baby. like that. Yeah. Where coach, where coach K would send a message. I mean, I graded Delorier did um, on one cam Johnson breakaway layup. Uh, they, they called the goaltending cause he hit the ball after he hit the backboard. And when he came down, he landed on cam's legs and cam kind of kicked him off. And that was a little bit of a Duke Carolina moment. But then, you know, the next time down, Delorier, you know, blocked and pinned Luke May off the backboard. It bounces back out. Carolina easily gets the rebound because nobody runs after the ball. And, you know, Mm. they set up a possession and score easily on on another layup. So it's like every single moment that I thought that Duke was going to have that little thing go on. I mean, even when Cam when Cam Johnson missed the layup before half, the little bunny layup when seven threw it up and then for them to then turn the ball back over and seventh woods gets the steal and then throws the bounce pass to Garrison Brooks, Garrison Brooks dunks it. seventh woods runs right into the locker room it was a great play. But you know, if, mm-hmm. if Duke just does what K and those guys know, they're just not playing Duke basketball. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's probably the easiest way to, to, to sum this whole thing up. You know what I mean? It's like Carolina has depth and they know what the plan is. The plan in this game, Roy right. Williams went into it and he said, Hey, Kobe, Cam, Kenny, all you guys, all you guards, all you wings, when you get the ball, we're running. They have seven guys right. that they're going to play and we're going to make them tired. That's the plan tonight. We're going to try to run them out and and we're going to try to beat them back door inside as much as we can. I mean, it's the old, the old Dean Smith way to be, beat Coach K. But the thing was, Duke's not playing Duke basketball. Duke's playing Cam Reddish, RJ Barrett, ISO basketball. And that just almost led into the break more for Carolina, because if you're Jack white or you're one of these guys and you're jacking up an open three, that's been gifted to you because everyone's waiting for RJ to shoot it. And then that leads to a fast break. I mean, that, that mm-hmm. just falls into the, that just plays in the hands of everything Carolina and Roy wanted to do. And they didn't even have their real point guard. Kobe white was a non-factor in this game. I mean, he was, I right. don't know what was going on, but Trey Jones did a great job on him. Uh, they had this scouting report, which I've been waiting for someone to actually, this is the only thing that I know Kate coach K or either Trey Jones, one of them scouted. It was Kobe white does this thing. Whenever the screen comes up, 
he acts like he's going to go with the screen and use the screen. And then he just comes back the other way and crosses back and Trey Jones on every single one of those never bit on. He was actually going to go right <laughs> with Luke Bay right there. You know what I mean? He just stayed every single time. And every time he yeah. did it, it was like Kobe white just saw, you know, a deer in the headlight. Look, he just didn't know what to do after that because someone knew what he was going to do um, and not use the screen. So the, they had that scouting report. That was the only thing that I saw where it was like, okay, Duke has something against Kobe white to stop Kobe white. I get that. But every, Everything else, it, it seemed like he thought that Luke May was going to be a non-factor because the matchup with Zion. It seemed that he wasn't necessarily worried about Cam Johnson. Maybe you let Cam Johnson beat us. But Cam Johnson, they were playing him like he can't dribble the basketball. You know, they had Bolden on mm-hmm. him at one point. He's like, good luck. Try to drive by him. And he just drove right by him and laid it up. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was just like little things like that as I'm watching the game. I just can't believe that, like you said, that K can't be running the ship because the ship would would never be so ill run. If that makes any sense, it's yeah. It, it felt like Duke Duke knew that Carolina likes to run, and they thought to themselves, the last time uh, a blue blood tried to run with us was Kentucky, and we destroyed them. We got this. Yeah. we'll be fine. Uh, can I just that's, say that's like that's a great I, point? I, yeah. I, I do love Carol. I, I you know this is, this certainly isn't breaking news. It's not something that I just noticed. Whatever. Um, I just feel like reiterating it, especially in in the wake of beating the number one team, your rival on their home floor. I I genuinely do love Carolina's style of play. Um, I I don't. It's not like my favorite in the sense that like I I want every team to do or whatever. Like I, I love it in the sense that Carolina's guys and especially Luke May. Do not give a shit what the score is. They don't care who they're playing. They don't care what they get the rebound. We're running the secondary break. We're we're trying to get a basket immediately. If we don't, we're running the secondary break. If we're open, we're shooting it. This is how we're going to play, no matter who the opponent is. Um, it's beautiful to watch. It's like I was I was explaining it to uh one of my buddies is like uh, really conf- he kind of pops in and out with with college basketball. And he wonders why like Carolina has some head scratching games. Why Louisville can beat the hell out of Carolina. Why Texas beats Carolina, and then Carolina destroys Duke. And I'm just like, dude, because they don't care what the score is or what's. They just they just play. This is how they go. They just they have. And Luke Luke May is like the epitome of this, where he just catches the yes. ball. He doesn't even care where he's at on the floor. He'll he's catch a robot. it. His heels are yeah. on the. Yeah, he's a robot. His heels are on the three point line. He turns. He catches. He's open. Shoot it. Done. I ask no other questions. I don't care how much time's on the shot clock. I don't care that this is statistically the worst shot in basketball. I am open. I'm going to shoot the ball, and that's how we're going to play for 40 minutes. And eventually, we're we're going to probably win out because we're more talented than the other team. Anyway, that's just a side tangent. I know this is like you know this is what Roy has done forever. This is what this is Carolina basketball. But uh, I just wanted to mention that. But it, but that's the thing where it's like uh, like Isaiah Hicks didn't play in his last game at at Duke at Cameron Indoor, but they have this play that they ran with Cam Johnson last night, which I mean it really isn't. It's basically in the secondary break they have like twenty or so plays and they call it out, and then sometimes at the end of the shot clock they just have like these little junk plays, and it's just like a little junk play where. Isaiah Hicks would always come up back like he was going to set a screen and then just slip down and it was a dunk. It was the play that they ran against Arkansas and they were losing by five in that game and Isaiah had that big and one dunk. It's Mm. Cam Johnson runs that last night and it was the easiest dunk that you could ever see in the world. There was Uh. no help defense on the backside for Duke and I have seen Carolina run that same secondary junk play against Duke in the past where, you know, I mean, even when Bagley was there, I could see two guys know what they were doing, you know, like see the slip right. and call it out. And someone would come over on the backside and, and have two hands up and at least take the foul or at least try to go up to contest. 
And none of those Duke guys were talking to each other. And I've given Trey Jones all the credit in the world. He didn't do a great job talking on defense with the rest of those guys last night either. And it used to just be Zion was the one to run over and kind of just make the saving play on a lot of that and swat the ball into the crowd and everyone goes crazy. But it, it, but every single one of those moments last night were just, I've seen Duke be ready for that. They did not seem like they were ready, ready for that. And I, and I could understand with the Zion situation, I guess, that they were a little bit out of it. But I think it goes way back to K. And I think that's why he was so upset after the game because he knew. I think he was already counting his chickens before they hatch, pretty much going into that one. He just like, we're playing at home again. Barack Obama's here and we have Zion Williamson. <laughs> so this is gonna be this is gonna be tight for us. And it was not tight. And uh I have to give Luke Luke May all the credit in the world because boy have I said some bad things about Luke May. Uh, it had to in, be Luke, in, didn't it? It had to be Luke. <laughs> yeah, the like he he's in the same conversation as Billy Cunningham now. I'm like, how is the kangaroo kid in this guy in the same <laughs> conversation? <laughs> it had to be Luke. Like if if there was it just had to be. I mean, th- this is the storybook ending for this guy's last last game in Cameron Indoor. It had to be Luke May. It was always going to be Luke May. If Caroline was going to win, Luke May was going to have a monster game just because just because it had to be him. That's the only way I could describe it. I don't know. Uh, j- just to, the, 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 to reiterate my point, I think uh, about about loving Carolina's offense and style of play and all that, I think like when people used to rip on Roy, and some probably still do, about how he can't coach or whatever whatever criticisms people had of Roy, it's because when you watch Carolina play, it doesn't really feel like they're thinking that much. And so by extension, you're like, well, then obviously Roy's not coaching them well and all that, but Roy's genius is in practice. And as you said, like all these guys know exactly what they're supposed to be doing um, with the secondary break, and they run these plays just so fluidly. Uh, I don't know, man. It's a joy to watch it. That that's where Roy's genius is, though, is like just kind of instilling the the system into the guys um, before the game. That's a uh, a little thing we call practice. That's that's where that's where the coaching real that's where the real coaching gets done, Tate. Uh, I just want to say the one thing on that is like I've never felt so much more like Carolina was playing basketball that is team basketball, and Duke was playing isolated basketball. Right, right. Last night, I've never seen and and the thing about that's so funny about that is Duke. When I was growing up, Duke was team basketball. That's how they won. They won as a unit, not as a one. And Carolina was the one with the superstars that, you know, sometimes they could elevate to win the game with the Jerry Stackhouse moment. And uh, it, it's just crazy how much it's flipped. But what were you saying? What was your one point? Well, Duke, Duke was eight for 39 from the three point line, too, which is insane to me that they almost shot 40 in a game. Um, no, I was I was going to tell you some guy uh, this morning. Vin, he, I, I don't I don't even think my Venmo is public. I don't I'll be honest. I don't really understand how Venmo entirely works. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't get it, but uh, that's a different conversation for a different day. Anyway, um, apparently somebody found out what my Venmo name is. I don't know if I need to do a better job at keeping that private, or do I want to make it public so people pay me? Yeah, make which, it public. Which is better? Yeah, make it public. Okay, I got to look up my Venmo. I'll, I'll report back. I'm going to look up what it actually is. I said it. I basically said it. The only reason I have a Venmo is when I'm like over at a buddy's house and we order pizza. That's how I pay. We pay for it. <laughs> it's Venmo each yeah, other. Exactly. That's the only time I ever use it. Anyway, I get Drinks a notification. I get a notification. Some random guy uh, Venmoed me two cents. And then in the message for the uh, the the payment, he sent he sent the eyes emoji with Psalm 137. Dude, I got the same one. <laughs> which is Psalm 137 reads, By the rivers of Babylon we sat we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. 
<laughs> is he saying like here's my two cents on Zion? Oh. Yeah, or he just he quoted scripture and he he Venmoed me two cents so he could quote scripture to me. It, why he didn't just tweet this at me, I don't know. I was just I don't know, man. I was just going about my day to day and then suddenly my phone buzzed and I was like Venmo notification. I'm like, what the hell? I didn't get pizza with anybody last night. What's going on here? <laughs> There's some random guy quoting Psalm 137 about Zion. It's hilarious about crying over Zion. So you should res- you um, should comment and say you should pay Zion this two cents. Please send to yeah, Zion. We, <laughs> yeah, we need to get we get Zion's uh get Zion's Venmo and pay him. And then I don't understand why you haven't done that. I don't understand why your dad hasn't done that. That is that is such a Fraser family move, if I've ever seen one, is pay pay the Duke players, self report, <laughs> make them ineligible. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. The Tar Heels did it again. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, it's so, I, I, <laughs> that's, that's hilarious because, uh, my parents, when they, we took James Michael McAdoo to dinner one time and, uh, they mm-hmm. were terrified to pay. They were, they were, pay, they mm-hmm. were terrified to pay for his dinner. Like thought that like the NCAA officials was, it was like Charlie and the chocolate factory. Like there was going to yeah. be someone scouting to make sure that they were giving away trade secrets. Oh, that's good. That's stuff. what we did with uh, the, that's what my family did with Greg <laughs> is that I told my family yeah. treat Greg. I was like, just treat Greg like shit. And then we'll blame it on the NCAA. <laughs> it's like sorry greg i can't give you a, it's like raining after basketball after yeah, au no practice and, sorry greg can't give you a ride or an umbrella it's be a violation <laughs> you just show him the code the ncaa code of conduct oh god uh my last thought on the duke carolina game jack white you mentioned it needs to be reiterated uh we're praying for you buddy get well soon mm. um you're 0 for 23 <laughs> He he was shooting thirty nine percent from the three point line heading into the Syracuse game when he famously went zero for ten in that Syracuse game. Uh, since the start of the Syracuse game, he has gone zero for twenty three from the three point line, and it's not even like he's doing other things well. And I I, I really don't want to. I, I don't know. I really don't want to pile on because there's like nothing else to say than he's been playing poorly. But it's like he's not he's not like rebounding well. He's not like playing defense well. It's it's tough because Jack White at the start of the season was. I thought he was like really, really good. I thought like Duke's best five was this, the four freshmen and Jack White, and that was like the, that was the starting lineup in December. I thought that's the starting lineup that's going going to win Duke a national championship, and now it's like, oof. oof. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. What yeah, happened to our white guy? That's what you're saying. We need the uh, white guy. I, I love the guy that guy. A guy tweeted <laughs> me last night that Jack White was losing two white battles. He's losing the the battles of the last name White and the the actual white guy. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anytime you're the worst white on the floor in two different ways, that's uh that's not good. <laughs> yeah. That's double jeopardy. Double jeopardy. Oh shit. Uh what else we gotta talk about before we wrap this up? I I just want to talk about Louisville real quickly. I just want to bring this up. Okay. Uh since the uh since we did the the breakdown of what happened, the twenty three point collapse, they've I mean they've lost four of the last six in general. Uh, they scored the least amount of points they have scored since 2014. The other night, 49 points against Syracuse. Syracuse wins the race 69, uh, 69, 49 in that game. Uh, that was the least amount of points they scored since 2014. And guess what else happened in 2014? That's when the scandal came to town. Uh, so that's, you know, so obviously there was a lot of other stuff going on at the time. So we're, oh, they were still scoring in 2014. Don't you worry. There's still (laughs) plenty of scoring going on. (laughs) <laughs> allegedly had scored allegedly 
and and uh, we I so I just had to point out like I don't know what's going on with Chris Mack, but I mean the whole little jokes at the press conference about you know uh, I'm gonna step down and like you know throw your bullets at me now and all this sort of stuff. And then I just looked at he he put all of his pictures up of his house, sixty nine pictures of his amazing house. It's a beautiful house, a mansion. He has all this Louisville stuff everywhere. My mom was just showing me all this, and I'm just like, what is going on in Louisville territory? I don't mm. know if I'm supposed to be excited. I don't know if I'm supposed to be upset at how things are playing out now. But now Syracuse is a better record than them in the ACC uh, and a better record than them overall. And, you know, just two well, weeks ago, I was pretty much all over Chris Mack. So I don't know what's going on with the Cardinals. We need Rutherford they traded, to explain this all. They, yeah, no, they, they traded Papa John to Big Blue Nation, though. So that's a win. At least. <laughs> um, they got him off their hands. It, it was a salary dump, I think. <laughs> it was, it's a nice uh, dump. Yeah, nice. Cleared up some cap space for celebrity fans. So now Bill Murray can start coming to all the games now. Um, so that's good. They're heading in the right direction. Well, they were supposed to suck this year, right? Like, isn't that yeah, what we that's, thought coming that's into the year? They were supposed to be horrible. That, so it's still yeah, it's still a net yeah, positive. So, like, if they make the tournament, right. they win one game in the tournament. I think if you're a Louisville fan coming into this season, if we would have said you're going to get, I don't even know what they're supposed to, what seed they're supposed to get, a seven seed or something? You're going to get a seven seed yeah. and lose to the two seed in the second round. They'd be like, yeah, we'll take that. That seems like a decent year. Um, yes, it's all right. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's, it's, it's all good. Uh, I want to bring, I want to talk about, uh, the real rivalry that happened this week that we, for some reason, didn't spend a ton of time talking about. I don't know why. Um, the Purdue IU game, uh, which I I want, I want to, uh, first of all, what's going on? What is going on? Yeah. What is, what was that? My God. It was, it was one of those games that like, if IU would have won, I don't even think IU fans would have been that happy. You know? just be like, who cares? Just just put us out of our misery. Like, if 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 this is what it takes to win, we don't want to win this way. <laughs> um, but the fact that Matt Harms tipped in the, you know, I I I I make no, I I don't hide it. In I grew Harms up an way, IU baby. Fan. Yeah, I grew up an IU fan. Didn't really love Purdue. My mom played at Purdue, so I do have a soft spot for my mom. I love I love the Purdue women's basketball team. Not so much the men's, uh, but you know we we have some. There's some friends of the program on staff at Purdue, so it's kind of it's kind of a hazy area for me. But I always cheer for IU in this game. But objectively, Matt Harms tipping in the game winner when the entire IU student section was chanting "fuck you, Harms." That's objectively <laughs> hilarious. Um, you know, I have to swallow my pride as the little IU fandom I have and say that's kind of funny. <laughs> That's kind of funny that Matt Harms was was like t- he was tying it up with Deron Davis all game, just being like the the, the douche that he is. And I say that in an endearing way. <laughs> Purdue fans, you know he's kind of a douche. <laughs> um and he's just kind of mixing it up and Matt Harms doing Matt Harms things, and then he tips in the game winner and says, Fuck this school. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, I, I kind of gotta tip my cap and be like, Man, I I get it. That's that's kind of funny how it all worked out that way. So <laughs> congrats to Matt Harms for that. Um Let's hope that never happens again. <laughs> Let, let's. I think that you should give at least two cents to Purdue Day of Giving after after what you just <laughs> yeah. witnessed in that game. Two cents at least. I mean, forty eight to forty six. <laughs> though we should all get paid about two dollars for watching that game because my goodness, Carson I, Edwards I was what like two for twenty one at one point. I don't know what he finished three for twenty one, something like that. It, it was Romeo Langford didn't even shoot in the second half. Like what the hell? <laughs> it, this was the lowest scoring IU Purdue game since like nineteen fifty. I think is what I saw. Uh, oh my god, it's bad. So, Tate. It's bad. Did anyone? Did anyone have double digits? Right, I mean, Langford had double digits. Right, he had like four. Yeah, I think he was the only guy with double digits. Something like that. Who yeah, cares? It was Burn terrible. the box score. I Delete try, the box score I, off the internet. I honestly tried to watch and care about that game because I, I was, I was hoping that we'd just get a bunch of good rivalry games, and instead we've just uh-huh. had 
I mean, I, we just had news stories. We get the Matt Harm situation now. Uh, speaking of Purdue people, by the way, do you, have you, have you watched the Robbie, Robbie Hummel, friend of the program? He does these bad basketball little videos that mm-hmm. are kind of funny on Twitter sometimes before the games. He did this one at the barn in Minnesota, you know, so I'm like having PTSD from Minnesota, uh, but I'm watching him there and he has his own version of PTSD. He's like right there on the base, right there in the lane uh, is where I, you know, fatefully tore my ACL. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess I remember that, but damn, this is getting dark. What's going to, what's he going to do now? Is he going to recreate Wait, it? What? And then he, yeah. Have you seen this video? No, he was, he was like reliving it, his torn ACL that, no, he's at the barn. Titles. He's at the barn. Yeah, he's at the barn and he's shooting this video and he's like, right there at the barn is where I tore my ACL. And then he dribbles down and he goes up and dunks it and he's like, man, what could have been? And I was like, <laughs> God, like who made Robbie do this? Robbie, blink twice if, if yeah. you want us to help you. <laughs> I was pissed. I didn't. I didn't know who to be mad at because I think they're like his videos that he's doing. So I was just like, I guess. But I just want to point that out. If someone made him do that, that's messed up because uh, we all know Robbie Hummel would have beat, uh, you know, Kyle Singler and the rest of those guys in 2010. Uh-huh. We know that. Uh, so I, <laughs> I just, I just found that very funny. And you brought up Purdue, so I was like, hey, here's my had- Robbie Hummel check in for the day. We should have had Robbie Hummel, Gordon Hayward, and Kyle Singler all in the same Final Four. Think about that in 2010. Uh, uh, just, uh, uh, just, <laughs> man, what what a what a Final Four that would have been. Jack um, White would have been so we're, jealous. We're we're getting Robbie on the pod. Uh, he, he said he wants to do it over the summer because he's more casual over the summer. He he becomes like a nerd, I think, during the season. We've talked about that. We we had Robbie <laughs> at the live show in Chicago, and I asked him that, and he's like, "I'm just doing my job, man." get off my back and he's right i saw he came to <laughs> yeah, columbus he, he came to columbus and called the illinois game and I, I bumped into him said hello and all that sort of stuff so uh we love you robbie we're, we're doing the three-on-three thing with robbie again this year speaking of which yes. i had a thought dude we need to uh we need to campaign we need to figure out a way um i was i was watching the dunk contest in the all-star game and we realized like last year when we were doing the three-on-three thing uh i realized the intersport the company that is putting on the three-on-three was also like producing the dunk contest. And then I realized as I was watching the NBA dunk contest that the judging is part of the problem that all these judges just basically give out. I mean, you're at a baseline eight. You, you If you dunk yeah. the basketball, if you walk up there, you can do a finger roll and then pull the rim down as the ball's in the air and they'll give you like a seven at least. And I think we just need dunk, dunk judging reform in this country. And I just started thinking, dude, like we should we should figure out a way to to judge the dunk contest this year for the college game because we're gonna be we're gonna be at the final four. Intersport is putting it on. Um, we should just boycott the three on that. We should we should be like Zion Williamson. Like I I am quitting. <laughs> I'm just not going to do my job or do the thing that I said I was going to do unless you also let me j- judge the dunk contest. I don't know. Just a thought. I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm. A hundred percent down that the problem is that it starts at eight and I don't understand who set that precedent. I don't understand why we all have to be so nice and, and fake laugh and do, you oh, know, oh, this fake, starts at, fake it starts at eight. To, Hold on. When you said it starts at eight, I thought you meant the problem with you doing the dunk contest was it starts at 8 PM and that's like past your bedtime. It's like, yeah, I'm out. I don't do anything before 10. Uh, <laughs> speaking of eight honestly and this is crazy this is why numbers are amazing and numerology matters speaking of eight did you know that zion williamson reportedly has an eight million dollar uh insurance policy in case of a significant injury and that oh it was paid God. for by duke 
Oh my god. Why can't we just all do that to get recruits to come to your school? Just get out an insurance policy, put down the down payment of offset insurance policy, that does and seem then like wink, a, wink it in. Uh, impermissible benefit, doesn't it? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, before we go, I, I had one more thing, uh, a couple more things. One, Georgia, do you see Georgia lost to Mississippi State? Yes. Uh, because a Georgia fan threw a teddy bear or some sort of stuffed animal onto the floor. It was like a beanie baby, That's, right? Or something like, yeah, yeah. yeah something like Tom Crean was, Tom Crean was very upset, but technically the game is not over because it was 68, 67. He missed, he missed the second free throw on purpose not to win the race at 69. Ooh. So, so in it my mind, count. the game is still outstanding. Uh, Tom Crean bulldogs. I think he still have a chance. Uh, but they were rightfully upset because it was a technical, it was a, they get the technical for the Beanie Baby getting thrown on the court after already mm-hmm. have a one and one. So then he missed the one and one, but then also got the technical free. So it would have gone to overtime if they didn't have the Beanie Baby or the stuffed animal thrown on the court, which we got to figure out who threw the stuffed animal or Beanie Baby. You know what I mean? We got to go all the way back you know, and, and work this thing yeah. like the Cubs did. You know where I'm going with this, which is, uh, you got to go to a Duke game and throw something on the court and and <laughs> get a tech get a tech on Duke. That's what has to hey, happen. Uh, a ringer, can a I borrow, video can series. Can I borrow three thousand dollars? Can I borrow three thousand dollars before I go and do that? That'd be great. Then I then we should make good. a we should make a ringer video series where you just you try to troll you just troll Duke for an entire season and you're trying to get the players ineligible and you're throwing stuff on the court at the games to try to get them technical fouls and what could go what's the worst that could happen it'd be it'd be funny it's it's a bit and if if the cops like try to arrest you just yell it's a bit over and over <laughs> just a break yeah, i just it'll be fun i show i show them punked and uh yeah nathan for you and all these shows it's just uh it's, it's satire i don't Last want thing, i don't want Zion not to play Last thing before we go, and you can go off and celebrate with your family the big win uh, for the next two weeks until we watch the rematch together and Carolina loses in heartbreaking fashion. Um, <laughs> yes. Because of the Titus curse strikes again. Uh, San Diego State beat Nevada, Tate. Nevada lost I saw again. That as well. No one cared. No one noticed. Uh, no one's talking about this. Um, I don't really want to talk about it. I told you I'm off the must bus, but. I think it's interesting. I don't. Uh, w- one thing we didn't bring up when we were talking about the initial top sixteen. Uh, I, I don't even know if we even mentioned that the NCA released their or the committee released their top sixteen however long ago. Um, the one thing that stood out to me when they did that was that Nevada was a four seed, and at the time Nevada had one loss and they were a four seed. Mm. Now it makes total sense why because their one loss was by twenty seven at New Mexico, um, completely embarrassing. I'm not sure they've beaten an NCAA tournament team all season, but it was like kind of interesting that a team that they went to the sweet 16 last year right they didn't make the lead eight they lost in the sweet 16 yeah uh yeah they lost the team that goes loyola yeah yeah team that goes to the sweet 16 basically brings everyone back really experienced got great players great coach all that kind of stuff they've lost one game and they were a four seed per the ncaa at the time they have now lost tate is nevada gonna get like a six or a seven seed what does this do to nevada seed it I feel like they're going to be a seven seed. I feel like the the committee itself does not necessarily take in the AP poll and all yeah. that sort of stuff to to sort of determine their seeds on them. I mean, even though they're six in the country, but they're a four seed uh, according to the NCAA, so that says something. And then San Diego State. I mean, they're not even having. I mean, the I mean, I think no. they're seventeen and nine, something like that. I mean, it's nothing nothing mind blowing as far as like the talent that's there at San Diego State. We were hoping at one time Patino may go there. Uh I think so, it's time for Steve Fisher to step down. Yeah. He's lost his touch. <laughs> it's time for Steve Fisher to retire. Steve, I hate to be the one to bring it to you, buddy, but 
you you got to hand the range of that program over, Steve. <laughs> I'm joking. Don't Speaking tweet of, at me. I'm joking. It's it's a goddamn joke. Um, it's a joke. Speaking of guys that we love and adore from the '80s, uh, Pat Ewing. Congratulations to Coach Ewing. Uh, they have shot that shot. Georgetown beat Villanova by 12 points. Oh, that's and right. I feel like yeah. No one's, yeah, I feel like no one even. Ca- yeah, exactly. Like no one even. No one cares. cares. Like, <laughs> How does it pertain to Zion? <laughs> Mac McClung had twenty points. Uh, um, that's it. Let's 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 be done. I'm done with the podcast. We that is the podcast. Uh, we will be back next week on Tuesday with good guys, with bad guys, all that. Uh, as I said, I'm I'm flying out to L.A. I what time is it right now? It is it is like ten thirty p.m. on the East Coast, and my flight leaves at six, so I need to go to bed. Um, but I'm flying to L.A. and I I only say that to say that we are we are going to blow out the tournament coverage. We're going to try to do some video stuff. We're going to try to um make it more fun. We we appreciate everyone that follows and listens to us and tweets at us. Um, that that's the more fun. Like a lot of people will tweet at us during these game state, and I I pretty much just like don't tweet is my new strategy with life. Um. But uh, I am on Twitter, and I, I just want to shout out the friends of the program because, like, the people who do tweet at us when something happens and your jokes and all that shit, it, I do find it hysterical. I, I very much enjoy that. That's one of the cool parts of doing the podcast is, like, just having people tweeting us bad guys and here's my good guy of the week and someone tweeting me the DeMarcus Cousins link and saying this has to be Cal's guy and it's DeMarcus Cousins saying that college is bullshit. <laughs> All that <laughs> yeah, stuff cracks yeah, me up. Um I love it. So I we we thank you guys. We're gonna we're gonna try to reciprocate and provide great content for you in the one month of the year that you care the most about it. So um that is the plan. I'm heading out to LA. Thank you for listening. Congratulations Tate. I will give you the final word because your Tar Heels did win. Take it away Tate. Sign us off. Lou And uh, we'll be in studio Tuesday, Mark Titus. Can't wait. I lied about Tate getting the last word. I'm actually getting the last word to tell the folks one more time about Cavo. Clean up your remote control clutter with Control Center by Cavo. Plug in your streamer, sound system, cable, satellite, or game console and control everything connected to your TV with one easy-to-use voice-controlled remote. I can't say it enough. I don't understand how people don't have this sort of system in their house. Uh, if, if you're still changing the channel like it's 1995, it's time to get with the times, folks. Shop now and get 40% off Control Center with Pro Promo code SHINING, that's $59.95, 40% off of the regular pricing of $99.95. Service plans required first 45 days here. Controls under Cabo. Oh, damn it. I tried to I tried to do it like they do on the, the radio. Yeah, almost had it. Control Center is available at caavo.com and Best Buy Control Center by Cabo. One remote that does it all.